We do have some breaking news in Donald Trump's New York civil fraud trial. Sources tell CNN that lawyers for the former president had discussions with Judge Engeron on allowing Trump to speak in his defense during closing arguments tomorrow. That's right, but we've now learned that the judge does not expect Trump to speak in the court because Trump failed to comply with the preconditioned terms by uh, the deadline. He wouldn't agree to them. This is what we've learned. His attorney said he would not agree to them. CNN's Kara Scannell with us now. Tell us about this. What were these terms and why wouldn't the former president agree to them? So, Brianna and Boris, this was a highly unusual request to begin with that the former president wanted to speak as part of his team's closing arguments in the case. And the judge said that, you know, it was unusual, but he would allow Trump to do it because he had the most to lose in this case. And it's not before a jury. The judge himself will make the final decision in this. So he said Trump can do it, but he has to comply with the order, which is he has to make closing arguments. He can't testify. He can't try to introduce new evidence. He can't start com campaigning. And he can't just talking start talking about irrelevant matters. And he said he wants Trump to agree to that before he starts speaking in court as well as in advance. And so Trump's team came back and said that Trump wouldn't agree to that because he he shouldn't be restricted in saying what he wants to say. Now, if you remember when Trump testified, he went off script. He started um, speaking, of the, essentially turning the campaign, the witness stand, into a podium where he was campaigning. And the judge had to try to rein him in, telling Trump's attorney then, you need to control your client or I will. So the judge saying, if Trump won't agree to these terms, he's, he's going to cut him off. He's not going to let him speak. And if he violates his gag order, he's going to have him escorted out of the courtroom and find no less than $50,000. So Trump's team is saying that he would not agree to these terms. And the judge, having extended this deadline for them several times because they were having some issue getting in contact with Trump, he, he said ultimately, take it or leave it now or never. Trump's team had until noon today to respond. They did not. So at 12-12, Trump, uh, the, the judge had informed Trump's team by email that he was not going, he's not expecting him now to speak because he did not agree to comply with these terms. Uh, we have not heard anything um, officially from the Trump camp in terms of whether they're going to try to reopen this, but Trump's attorney, Alina Habas, said, is anyone surprised anymore? They have already signaled that they're going to appeal this decision. Boris Brianna? Tara Scannell, thanks so much for that reporting. Uh, let's get some analysis now with CNN senior political analyst Ron Brownstein and CNN legal analyst and former federal prosecutor Elliot Williams. All right, Elliot, what do you make of this move by the judge in the Trump case? Well, on the one hand, it's bad for the judge to first uh, say that he was going to allow something and then not, but it would have turned this trial into a circus. Now, the judge was absolutely right in wanting to limit what someone can say at closing arguments. Closing arguments are meant to sum up the evidence that has been seen, not provide a political speech and turn uh, what would have certainly been a somewhat somber uh, occasion, maybe not the right word, but into it. In, serious. Anyway, serious. Serious. It's supposed to be serious. Yeah, it's supposed to be serious and would have turned into a political speech and uh, declaring war on the deep state and all of the above. So it was the right decision to do. Why, what circumstances there would have been for someone who is already represented by competent counsel to give his own crazy closing statement would have been, uh, is beyond me. But. Uh, outside, Ron, the likelihood that Trump wanted to use this as a, as a platform to give what amounts to a campaign speech. I mean, he has said that he's going to appeal this decision. So legally, in the, in the process, what justification other than campaign motives would there be for yeah. Trump to seek this? Well, as Elliot said, I mean, you know, what would be the argument uh, on a legal, you know, from a legal point of view, there really is no argument for doing this yourself when you have 
competent counsel. And it is, you know, uh, just another day in what has been <clears throat> a very successful strategy for him in the context of a Republican primary, you know, basically saying that all of these uh, 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 indictments against him uh, are politically motivated and they're going after me because they really want to silence you. It just has to be underlined again and again that polling sends a very different signal about how all of this may play in a general election. And there are still, I think, consistently in polls, a majority of Americans who are concerned about Trump's action and who are reluctant uh, to uh, you know, elect someone who may face the kind of legal judgments uh, that he's facing, even amid all the discontent we know about, about Biden. So in, in some ways, Boris, I mean, he may be trying to squeeze too much juice out of the lemon by highlighting these when he is already in such a strong position in the Republican primary. Uh, it's not as clear to me that keeping the focus on this is as nearly as beneficial for him in a general election. That's, really, that's a really interesting point. Um, okay, now to the drama today in Washington, Hunter Biden showing up to be in the audience of his own contempt hearing, sort of this wait, what is happening right now moment uh, this morning. But does this help him, Elliot, legally try to avoid prosecution by the DOJ right. for ultimately not testifying? Right. I don't think it helps or hurts, and here's why. The crime of contempt is for an individual who's aware of a subpoena and knowingly violates it. And the case right now against Hunter Biden for contempt isn't so strong only because there have been negotiations with him. Now, a lot of it in the press and a lot of it at these sort of silly press conferences, but there's, he's still agreeing to appear. Compare this to some of the last high-profile ones we've seen. Number one, Steve Bannon, former aide to former President Trump, who declared war from the moment the subpoena came out, and he was charged with contempt and ultimately convicted. Compare that to Mark Meadows, White House Chief of Staff, who actually did, despite what people think about him, go back and forth with Congress, provide some documents, and at least attempt to appear. He was not charged and not convicted. So it's just not because of these efforts, some of them being made in letters and in, in comments by Hunter Biden, it's just not as, as strong a case it is with some others. You're skeptical that the DOJ would prosecute him for contempt of Congress? Again, not because of some vast political uh, bias against sure. prosecuting him, just the case simply does not. It's more in the Mark Meadows realm than the Steve Bannon realm. And I think just right now, it doesn't appear that charges are likely. It's just what they think. And yet, uh, to Ron, it, it strikes me that Republicans will likely use it to argue that there is an unbalanced system of justice. That They'll argue that it's unfair that DOJ didn't prosecute Hunter Biden for this. Yeah, well, I mean, but, but as Elliot points out, they, they did prosecute. Uh, Bannon and Peter Navarro, and there are others who are who are not prosecuted. Look, I think the right word is the one that you used before in, in talking about this. This is a headache for the White House, but ultimately, it is a sideshow. I mean, Joe Biden has you know serious issues with inflation and people worrying that he's too old, but there are it's hard to imagine there are a large amount of voters out there who would otherwise vote for Joe Biden, but would not because of Hunter Biden's activities, you know, uh, even questionable as some of them may have been about kind of like many in Washington, trying to emphasize his proximity to powerful people to, to you know, promote his own his own business interests. I, I think Republic, the Republican goal here, I think is not so much even to weaken Biden, uh, President Biden through Hunter Biden, as it is to create some kind of equivalency uh, through all of the legal troubles facing Trump. I mean, this, I really, I think, is, is just another manifestation of how far they will go in every possible direction uh, to defend Trump's interests. And I think in this case, it's just to kind of uh, create as much dust as possible around the idea of they all do it. There is some clear hypocrisy on this idea of a congressional subpoena 
It should mean something, Elliot. Yes. Right? But we hear Jim Jordan talking to our Melanie Zanona, and he's saying this is blatant contempt. And it's like, dude, you defied a, con a member of Congress, and you defied a congressional subpoena to talk about clearly something that you should have talked about. Jim Jordan himself, now the chair of the, of the House Judiciary Committee, but also many uh, members of the Trump administration themselves. Uh, Wilbur Ross, the former Commerce Secretary, just didn't show up to a hearing. There was a long pattern of blowing off congressional subpoenas. And so this idea that all of a sudden Congress is, has this power uh, that Hunter Biden is fighting is just is simply not the case. Uh, um, yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, it's just a shame sort yeah. of where we are, that yeah. it means nothing, Look, right? And again, that's that politics. They, they go back and forth and they can there's there's hypocrisy all the time but specifically on this issue where there's law and past conduct and precedent uh particularly from the chair of the committee it's it's sort of silly right now hmm. ron bronstein elliot williams appreciate the conversation